In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God. Amen. Christ is in our midst. Please. There's a part of me that's very competitive. It may not always come out here in the church, but sometimes I let that a competitive part of me out. When I was young, it got out a little bit more than it should have. And it happened very often that, especially when I was in school, elementary school, high school, even in college, that I was always very competitive with my classmates to the point where, after there was a test or a project, I wanted to know what they got. I wanted to know their score. Because I knew my score, I knew all the work that I did, and I wanted to know their scores. I told myself that I was doing that to know my place, to know how I measured up, right, to my classmates, or maybe I stood in my class. But really, what I was trying to do was to confirm my thought that I did better than them. Even more than that was I thought that I was better than them. And I wanted to know their score to confirm that thought that I had. That's something that I think a lot of us can resonate with. It's, it helps us to... We're, all, we're always very curious about those things. And whether it's school or another competition or a salary, whatever it is, we're very curious about what other people get. And that's part of a struggle that all humans face. In the Gospel today, Christ tells us a parable that's exactly this same thing. Two men went to the temple to pray, and one of them was a Pharisee. The Pharisees were the educated and religious elite in the first century Judea. And so this man, being a Pharisee, he'd studied the scriptures, he'd studied the teachings of the religious tradition of Judaism, he was educated, he was doing all the right things. He even says, he says, I fast twice a week, I tithe, I give a portion of everything that I get. I do all of these great things, which is awesome. That's what we should be doing. The Pharisee was right to be doing those things. But he went wrong when he compared himself to the man in the back of the church, the publican. He said, God, I thank you that I'm not like other men, that I'm not like that guy. He was comparing himself to the other person. Because the Pharisee had this idea that he was better than that other person. He, he came to God in what he thought was prayer, and he offered up all of his successes, all of his good deeds, all of the actions and the interactions that he was supposed to be doing. But then Christ tells us about the man that the Pharisee compared himself to. The publican. A publican is a tax collector. Tax collectors have never been very popular. But especially in those days, tax collectors were people of Judea, Judeans, who worked for the Roman government to take taxes and extort and take extra money for themselves. And so they were viewed as traitors among the Judeans the worst of the worst, the people who don't do any of the right things, 
all of the bad things, extortioners, unjust, greedy people. And the publican, he sits in the back. He has his head down. And he doesn't read off a laundry list of all the good things that he does. But he asks God for mercy upon him. He asks God for mercy upon him. And that's what we're supposed to do. We're not supposed to come to church, to come to Christ, and to talk about all the things that we're proud of in our life, all the good things that we do. Oh, I kept the fast perfectly. I didn't have any eggs. There was no butter in my cookies this Lent. I came to church extra. I prayed. Maybe I even tithed. I donated more to the church and to people who are in need. God bless you. That's wonderful. But like St. Paul says, we can do any number of good things, but if we do them with the wrong motivation, then we're just a clanging cymbal making noise. We have to have, outside of our interactions and our visible things, we have to have a heart that is soft. Not a heart that's puffed up and proud to talk about all the things that we do well, but a heart that's honest about the things that we do that are not quite perfect. The things that we do that we don't want to do. The ways that we know that we aren't perfect. That's what we do. King David was one of my favorites. King David, we all know, he slewed the giant Goliath, right? Then he became king and he was a wonderful man until he had one of his generals killed so that he could take that man's wife. Not a very good thing to do, right? And when he was confronted saying, by his advisor saying, what you did was horrible. That's not a good thing to do. You need to repent of that. He wrote the beautiful Psalm 50. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your great mercy. And according to the multitude of your compassion, wash away all of my offenses. And he goes on to say beautiful, beautiful phrases. My very favorite is, and most important in my estimation, he says out of his own experience, his own experience of brokenness, of deceit, of treachery, of horrible things, but also knowing God in, in the midst of that, he says, a broken and humbled heart, God will not despise. A broken and humbled heart, God will not despise. And that's what we see in the gospel today. The publican had done awful things, but his heart was humbled. He knew in himself that he, that he, he felt broken because he couldn't live life the way that he wanted to. His heart was broken and humbled, and he came to God and simply asked for mercy. Contrast that with the Pharisee, whose heart was not humbled. He was still broken, but he didn't realize it. He was puffed up with pride and arrogance. And Christ tells us that the publican, the tax collector, was the one who was made right with God in that interaction. Not the Pharisee, but the person who everyone perceived as the worst of the worst because his heart was humbled and broken. 
And God never despises us when we come to him in that way. So what do we do? Why are we talking about this? Why do we hear this parable of the publican and the Pharisee every spring? We hear it just before Great Lent begins. We're in a period of preparation. Great Lent is coming in just a couple weeks. And so the church is preparing us to think about what we want to do in Great Lent. We have to set some goals for ourselves. And no matter what goals we set, whether it's keeping the fast as best we can, attending more services, tithing, giving more financial support to the church or other ministries throughout, the, throughout Nashua, whatever it is, that's wonderful. Let's do those things. Let's all of us do those things. But we also have to come to Christ with a humble heart, not thinking that those things earn us our salvation or brownie points or the right to receive Holy Communion. A broken and humbled heart is what we need to draw close to Christ. Because that's what we all need. We all need to draw near to Christ for him to fill us, to guide us, to transform us by his love. And so we don't look around comparing ourselves to other people, saying, oh, I've been in church the last eight Sundays and that person hasn't. Or at the grocery store, we look down and we see a carton of eggs in someone's cart during Lent. Look away, stop. We have to stop ourselves from doing those things because that's when we get ourselves into trouble. And that's when all the things that we do start to block our humility and our openness to Christ and our seeing Christ in the people who are struggling. So what do we do? We cry out to Christ our Savior with the voice of the publican, his prayer, O God, be merciful to me, a sinner. God, I am struggling. I am broken. I don't know how to do this. I need help. I need mercy. O God, be merciful to me, a sinner. This prayer, this prayer we say in the liturgy many, many, many times. The priest says it before he does almost any action in the liturgy. O God, be merciful to me, a sinner, and save me. Because I'm broken too. And I'm dependent and reliant upon God's mercy. May God be merciful to me, a sinner, and save me.